Sports Pick 6 coming your way on this football Friday, September 25th. Brad Dalius joined by the president over at AIM System, Jerry Skelton. Jerry, it's been another fun week with a lot going on in the world of sports. This is always my favorite podcast, though, you know, capping off a, another great week here with a Friday slate of a lot of great college games coming up on Saturday. And then, of course, the NFL week three now here on Sunday. Uh, last night, obviously, uh, we talked about um, the Thursday night matchup. And boy, I got to say, your boys, the Dolphins, got it done. Fitzmagic, uh, there's still some pixie dust left there because he was able to get a couple touchdowns. I was impressed. I mean, I, I know I've been uh, you know, kind of waving the flag for Tua to come on the field, but uh, Fitzpatrick, man, he had something else to say about it. I was impressed with that one last night. Yeah, I mean, we we wanted points. We said that it was going to be a high-scoring game, and at halftime, we looked phenomenal. I mean, the Dolphins scored touchdowns on their first three possessions. It They just, both teams just fell apart in the fourth quarter. Minshew throws an interception on the four-yard line on first down when we're looking to cash our total. Now, they had no chance to win that game, but we had a chance to cash our total. And, you know, that's, we thought there would be a lot of points. First half was probably the better way to go in hindsight. But again, we, we like our play. We stand by our play. It just didn't win. You win some, you lose some. But yeah, the Dolphins, they look great. They look great on offense. That Miles Gaskins is is the real deal. I think yeah. he's a great running back, and I think he's going to prove to be really worthy once you say, like when Tua gets in there and Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki, and they got weapons. All right. So and and Flores is building, you know, both lines. So we'll see what happens. Again, I don't have any high expectations from them this year, but I'll watch every single game. I'm going to root for them to compete. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they go seven and nine, eight and eight, something like that. Who knows? But they're building something. They have a nice foundation. And uh, it was fun to watch. They had the national stage. Wasn't a great, sexy matchup, but I'll take it any day of the week. Let's head over to college football. Let's start, Jerry, with Oklahoma State and West Virginia. That is a 3.30 game tomorrow. What do you see on this one to kick it off? Um, I just saw the other day, actually, they were celebrating the anniversary of the Mike Gundy. The, I'm a man, uh, you know, I'm 40. I'm a man, I'm 40. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe that's been like, wow, like over 10 years ago. So now he's now. a man, he's 50, right? Is that how right. this is going to work? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, he famously defended his players. Uh, he went on a little epic rant that was seen everywhere and anywhere, and there's a lot of memes on that. But yeah, so this game, Oklahoma State is a top 10 team, top 10 talent. Uh, they returned Sanders and, and Hubbard and the the wide receiver Wallace. So they have like a trio, the little triplet, quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Talented as hell. They play super fast. Big, big expectations from them this year. But I watched the first game against Tulsa. And Spencer Sanders, their all-world quarterback, went down with a bad injury. And they, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. The backup looked incompetent. He had like five straight three and outs against a Tulsa team that's not known for their defense. He's questionable right now. We don't expect him to go. And if he does go, I don't expect him to be anything near what he should be. This is a great spot for West Virginia, plus the six and a half, to not only cover, but probably win that game outright. So us here at aimsystems.live, like I said, where you can get the gold, our membership program is very fair. We treat it more like the stock market, like a 401k. Come visit me, and we'll tell you what we're all about. But again, for this free play here, and something that we're looking at, West Virginia, plus the 6.5. Look for them to not only cover the 6.5, but win outright. 
And again, this is not an indictment of Oklahoma State or Mike Gundy or where they're going to be in three weeks, four weeks. It's strictly about the quarterback. I watched their backup. He was so bad, Brett. He was so bad that they went to the third stringer. And the guy's third stringer for a reason. I mean, he... Uh, <laughs> You're not kidding. You know, he he played better to close that game out, but it was atrocious. I mean, they scored 16 points against Tulsa. I mean, I watched every snap. So that's about enough on that one. What else are you looking at? Over to the SEC, how about Kentucky and Auburn? First game for both teams. The SEC now back in action. What do you see on this one? All right, again, I am so excited that I have the SEC to talk about. I've been dealing with the North Texases and the Mid-Tennessee States. No disrespect to those guys, but that's what I've been dealing with for the last three weeks. COVID has thrown a monkey wrench into our plans, but now we get the big boys. We get the SEC coming to town, and there'll be a theme here. We like the underdog Wildcats. Again, plus the points. This one, not so positive that they can win this game. But they can hang within seven and a half points. And again, you know, football is scored in threes and sevens. So that seven and a hook is very important. You know, a game is likely to land three or seven because that's how they score touchdowns and field goals. We like Kentucky with that SEC defense, you know, to play well against Auburn. Uh, Auburn, you know, was loaded last year with some talent on the D line that went to the NFL. They had like a top seven pick. They're not the same team. Okay. So look for How about a quarterback though with Bo Nix second season now with the team. Yeah, Anything I mean there? the jury's still out on him. He was supposed to be all world, and he was he was very up and down last year. He had that you know great opener against Oregon, but when they got into uh, SEC country, he was very 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 up and down. And Kentucky's also lo- lost Lynn Bowden, who's with my boys in Miami. He was like I don't know what you want to call him. He was like a quarterback, running running back, wide receiver. He might even have played D line. Who knows? He played every Utility position on the player. field. Yeah, he's just a Swiss <laughs> Army knife. So they lost him, but I don't think that's much of a disadvantage because he was all over the place. They'll have a quarterback that'll fill that spot who's actually a quarterback. I mean, I'm just looking for a nice tight game. You know, maybe kind of conservative, close to the vest. Game number one out of the box. Take the Kentucky Wildcats plus the seven and a half. Anything else you like? Kansas and Baylor. Kansas has played a game already. They're 0-1. It'll be the first game of the season, though, for the Bears there at Baylor. What do you see with this one? It's kind of the uh, you know the post-Matt Rule era now begins there uh, with Baylor. Yeah, so now this is another game that's near and dear to my heart. Um, Kansas, I mean, I don't know. You, you mentioned that they were 0-1. You didn't mention who they played. They lost to, get, you ready for this? Coastal Carolina. That's who they lost to. And it wasn't a fluke. There wasn't turnovers. There wasn't bad penalties or referee mistake. Listen, if you switch the uniform, Coastal Carolina dominated that game. They did whatever they want. They went up and down the field on a Kansas defense. Brad, if Coastal Carolina did that, what do you think Baylor coming off a New York Six Bowl from last year can do to that defense? I'm staring at a 61 and a half. We look for Baylor. These are going to be like video game numbers. This is like if you had a fantasy team, throw Baylor in there. They're going to go up and down the field. And again, I don't care who wins or loses this game. The spread's at 17 and a half points. I'm just looking for a boatload of points. And I'm looking at over 61 and a half. Look for your fireworks and your popcorn in that game. That is a game that I really expect Baylor to do whatever 
they want. Let's head to the NFL. Week three continues. I want to start Jerry in Buffalo. The Bills host the Rams. A couple of 2-0 teams. The Rams with the big victory on the opener on Sunday night against the Cowboys back in week one. And they finished it up with an impressive performance against the Eagles last week. Buffalo, they were in a tough one last week against Miami, but ultimately prevailed. What do we see with this one? It's, you know, it's Buffalo. It's Bills Mafia. It's still September, which means... They're probably going to be ramped up, uh, if not in person, physically, the fans. I feel like their presence is still going to be known in that stadium somehow. Yeah, I mean, this this is one of those games that you got to read in between the lines here. On paper, yeah, it looks like a toss-up. You know, the, the line is two and a half and three. So that tells you both teams are even and Bills are getting three points for the home field. There's, there's just an issue. The Rams have a dominant defensive line. And the Bills' offensive line is a weakness. Now, Josh Allen covers a lot of that up with his speed and his athletic ability and his, his ability to run and scramble on third down and pick up first downs. It's just it's too much to overcome here. We like the Rams. We're taking the two and a half or the three, whatever you can get out there. I just think that in the trenches, the Rams with Aaron Donald, uh, they will dominate the Buffalo Bills' offensive line. Josh Allen will be running for his life. I mean, sometimes that's a good thing. That's what he does well. But I just think that they are really overmatched in this spot. Look for the Rams to win this game. Look for Josh Allen to be running for his life all day long. And, uh, you know, our boys out there in L.A. looking to go 3-0 and after that subpar season last year. Houston at Pittsburgh. It seems like a couple teams here, Jerry, at least earlier on in 2020, that are kind of going in opposite directions. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know where I'm going to go with this one. I mean, you know I'm going right at Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's a clown. He doesn't belong in the league. And again, the worse he gets, the higher up the chain he goes. Um, But again, this is a game where I don't like Tomlin either. So it's a battle of of the non-brains, if you want to put it. You'll see a lot of stupid fourth down calls. You'll see a lot of punting when they're supposed to go for it. You'll see a lot of field goals when they're supposed to go for it. Two guys who play it close to the vest and really bungle up time management. In that case, again, I'm not a Bill O'Brien guy, but being 0-2 and everyone writing him off, this is like the type of game where he'll win and he'll get a raise for whatever reason. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Again, I wouldn't put my hard-earned money on this. Uh, It's not one of our plays. And again, aimsystems.live is where you can find us. You can find me. This is Jerry Skelton, your CEO and president. Come check us out. We'll show you what we got. But you asked me about the Houston Texans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I give you my thoughts. I would think Houston would be the side. I'm not playing it, but it would be right up Bill O'Brien's alley to just screw up the first two games and come out here and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. It's literally what he's known for. Like, you can't win the big one. You can't win the ones you're supposed to win. You're going to go 8-8 eight and eight and 9-7. and seven. So this is the kind of game they'll win. Dallas at Seattle. This is a game that a lot of people are kind of circling. Uh, by the way, the, the late afternoon games and the Sunday night game are phenomenal. This one, though, specifically, it's 425 Eastern. Dallas at Seattle. What do you see with this one? I mean, Russell Wilson last week looked like he could be an MVP candidate this year. Yeah, I think we talked about it. You know, the old let Russ cook that everyone's been talking about. Pete Carroll, another one of my nemesis. He just, you know, he, he's another one who plays close to the vest, runs the ball way too much. He's got the one of the best quarterbacks. I don't want to say the best because there's a Lamar Jackson and there's a Patrick Mahomes right now. But Russ is up there, and that's what they do best. Just let Russ loose. And again, the Cowboys, 
wow, what a tough schedule they're starting off with. You know, they, they are one and one right now. Again, we like them to be the Super Bowl favorite. This is a game they have to win, uh, but I just don't see it. The Seattle Seahawks the game opened up at three and a half. I'm staring at a five right now, a really high total for the NFL. I mean, 57 points. That's usually like back in the day when the Patriots and the Broncos played that was saved for like a Manning versus Brady type game or oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, those kind of games. This is a really high total, maybe like a Chiefs-Rams game from two years ago. But, uh, you know, they're, they're expecting a lot of points. I guess they're telling you that Carroll's going to let Russ loose. He's going to let Russ cook. Again, we're not playing this game. But if you're asking me, gun to the head, I say Seattle gets the victory at home, and they probably cover that. Dallas will fall to one and two, but they will right the ship. There's a lot of games to go. We are not even at the quarter pole right now. So we're just trying to get our feet wet and see what's going on. This is a great game to watch, not a great game to bet. Let's finish with the Sunday nighter Packers at the Saints. A couple of quarterbacks who statistically have been some of the best quarterbacks of all time, but uh, only one Super Bowl each. Are you a believer in the Packers here, Jerry, through the first two weeks? I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I was, uh, we made one of the biggest bets ever when the 49ers played the Packers last year in the playoffs. We knew that that was a terrible spot for an overachieving Packer team with a rookie head coach. It seems from the outside that maybe they're on the right page now, uh, where they may not have been last year. Rodgers looking like he's turning back the clock. He's still one of my favorite quarterbacks, can make every throw, still has it with his legs. This is another game, you know, the Saints, mm, Breeze, you know, with Michael Thomas being out and Breeze kind of just plotting through against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders defense was so bad. Uh, Now we have some issues here. You know, Devontae Adams looks doubtful. I mean, Michael Thomas looks doubtful. It's a really tough game to play here again. I mean, you're picking the great games, but here's a lesson for you guys. The great games aren't always the best games to bet on. The great games are the ones to watch. And, you know, in this game, uh, again, I I would expect Green Bay to probably cover the points. I'm not sold on either one of these. The Packers, I'm not sold on them overall. The Saints and the Packers, they'll be in it till the very, very end. But I just don't have a play there. So now when we talk about these games and you, you know, show me around and pick the marquee matchups, like I said, I was going to say, you Give us a dark horse. So Give us a dark horse, Jerry. Here's what yeah. we're going to do. It's not quite a dark horse, horse, but it's not a sexy game. All right? We're looking at the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets are a dumpster fire. I don't know how, and again, I can speak on this because Adam Gase ruined our Dolphins team. So I don't understand how you can fail in Miami and get promoted and get a premier job in New York City. I just don't get it. Maybe I need to be a head scratcher. Coach. They throw millions of people that just couldn't add two plus two. He is a disaster. Indianapolis Colts, they had that miraculous loss. If you look at the stats, you still can't figure out how they lost to, to Jacksonville in week one, and everybody just wrote them off. But Phillip Rivers, Jonathan Taylor, and that offensive line, boy, can they move the ball. Boy, can they protect the quarterback. I expect Phillip Rivers to show out here. A game is sitting at 11 right now. Would not surprise me if this is a 28-point game. I know that doesn't happen in the NFL a lot. Look to the Colts and lay the points. Lay the 11 with the Indianapolis Colts. Again, it's not a sexy game. It's not the game that you're probably going to tune to, 
when we're staring at, you know, the Lions and the Cards and the Bucks and the Broncos and the Cowboys and the Seahawks, it's probably not your number one spot on the dial, but it is for me. Colts lay the 11. I think that about wraps us up. We had a great game on Monday night, but we will save that for Monday. I love it. Week three rolls on here in the NFL. Another awesome week on the podcast. Jerry, my man, thanks as always for the insights. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. And again, aimsystems.live, and we'll talk to you Monday. I'm Brad Dallas. Keep living the dream, everyone.